Hello, I'm Danine Erasmus. Welcome to the first official episode of The Weekly Wrap, a new podcast in which we will tell you about some of the top news and articles featured in the latest edition of the Farmers Weekly magazine, as well as the trending topics for the week from our online and social media platforms. Today we take a look at the 27 March issue, in which we focus specifically on new farm technology as well as skills development. On the cover this week, we have an article about the latest trends and developments in irrigation, an article about some of the best mobile apps available to make life easier for farmers and that will enable them to be more productive. We also have an article on the most in-demand skills in the farming sector at the moment. Then in the buy invitation section of the magazine, which features a weekly guest column, Professor Ruth Hall from the Institute for Poverty, Land and Agrarian Studies at the University of the Western Cape, discusses how the process around the suggested amendments to Section 25 of the Constitution, and which will allow broader powers for the state to expropriate land with zero compensation, has unfolded up until now. According to Professor Hall, the proposed amendments that are currently still being debated will, if they are ultimately implemented, do little to solve the real problems South Africa has experienced in, um, in addressing equitable land reform. But we will come back to discuss some of these features in a bit more detail detail later. Um, before that, um, let's go to Linda Schroeder, Farmers Weekly News Editor, who is here to talk about the biggest news stories of the week. Um, hello, Yolinda. What's happening in the farming sector? Hi, everyone. This week, we have several stories on how global outbreak of the coronavirus is affecting the agricultural industry. We are also looking at the reaction to the recent increase in poultry import tariffs as well as the effect of lower oil prices on the farming sector. Yes, yeah, so after President Cyril Ramaphosa announced that COVID-19 is now a national disaster, in South Africa we did see a lot of panic buying from consumers uh, with supermarket shelves um, being cleared out, especially of essentials, um, notably toilet paper, and in some um, some supermarkets um, the meat aisles were, were cleared out. Is there any reason for this panic, Yolinda? Is, is our supply chain chains in South Africa at risk of being disrupted or be running low on supplies? Generally speaking, no. As one of our columnists, Wondili Sashlobo from Agbis has assured us that South Africa has ample food, food supplies and we are generally a net exporter of agricultural products and food products. And we're also expecting an abundant harvest of stable grains this year. There are some essential imported food products such as rice, wheat and palm oil. But apart from Italy and China, no other country has announced that there will be any drastic measures to limit trade in these commodities. Um, so there's um, no expected disruptions in local supply. However, um, what has been the situation for our export industries um, in terms of how low, uh, how international trade has been affected by COVID-19? Generally speaking, it's mainly the fruit sector that has been affected by import or decline in import demand, um, but also the cotton harvest that is already expected to be 30% smaller than last year due to poor weather conditions will be affected by the volatile situation in the global market due to reduced demand from big importers such as China. And another victim has been South Africa's discussions around a pair protocol to export pears to China, which has taken 15 years to come to fruition. And due to all the volatility, this has also 
been put on ice. We will continue to monitor all the developments around the coronavirus and its impact on agricultural markets and supply chains. Um, for now, let's move on to the story on poultry import tariffs. The Department of Trade and Industry did announce recently that the tariff on frozen bone in chicken portions will increase from 37% to 62%, while the tariff on frozen boneless chicken cuts will increase from 12% to 42%. Yolanda, what has been some of the reactions to this announcement? There's been at best a subdued reaction to it and at worst some serious criticism. For example, the South African Poultry Association and Broiler Association said they had actually called for an increase to 82% to deter dumping of low-cost imported chicken and to rejuvenate the country's struggling poultry sector. And they are adopting a wait-and-see approach to see what comes out of it. On the other hand, the Emerging Black Importers and Exporters Association has expressed shock about the huge increase, which it said would negatively affect cash-strapped consumers and emerging black importers, but conceded that it would benefit historically disadvantaged poultry producers. Then, apart from the coronavirus, another major shock dealt to international markets has been the sharp decline in international oil prices. Have we got any idea at the moment what the impact of this drop in the oil price will be on local farmers? There could be some benefits for farmers, as the lower international oil prices is expected to result in the diesel price reducing about one rand a liter on 1 April, which will benefit key inputs such as fuel and fertilizer. But unfortunately, on the same day, the general fuel levy will increase 16 cent to 3 rand 55 a liter and the road accident fund levy by 9 cents to just over 2 rand a liter. Thanks, Yolinda. And we're going to move on to online news now. But before we do, just the top quote of the week from our news section in the magazine. ESCOM needs to understand the specific challenges the irrigation industry faces. And this was the chairperson of the Free State Agriculture's Water Affairs Committee, Kempen Nell, stressing that ESCOM's rolling blackouts need to be planned properly to prevent a potential serious impact on South Africa's food security. Sandira Chetty, our digital editor, is joining us now to talk about news stories that have been trending online. Sandira, I'm sure social media is very much overwhelmed with reactions to COVID-19. Um, but what other topics in agriculture have people been talking about? Hi, everyone. Among the trends, hashtag COVID-19 South Africa and hashtag breaking news, Hashtag Save Water has been trending in South Africa. According to the Water and Sanitation Twitter page, South Africa observes National Water Week from 16 to 22nd March 2020. National Water Week raises awareness on the use, management, conservation and protection of water resources. Happy National Water Week, Mzanzi. Play your part and save water. At Government ZA tweeted an interesting fact that not many people will know about. South Africa has more than 500 government-owned dams across the country. The majority of water is used for drinking, irrigation, electricity, mining processes and industrial processes. Moving on to farmersweekly.co.za. The trending article for the week was... Chicken import tariff supporters take wait-and-see approach. Now, Yulinda had discussed this already in detail, but commenting on the article on Facebook, Mtando Sitole said, We have to be nationalists when it comes to things like buying chicken. 
We can't import chicken at all. This affects our local farmers. Jobs can't be created. And as much as we are part of globalization, we can't simply allow this. Ilona McEwen also commented, I don't buy frozen chicken. They're so filled with water that they cook up to half their size and you end up paying more. Um, thanks, Indira. Has there been any comment online from the, the chicken importers? Yes, Deneen, there has been. Um, commenting in a Daily Maverick article, the Emerging Black Importers and Exporters Association of South Africa said that the increase in the tariffs will result in a significant price increase for consumers. Thanks, Sindira. Let's move on to discussing some of those main features in this week's magazine that I referred to briefly earlier. Janine Ryan, Farmers Weekly Managing Editor, will tell us more about some of these stories. Welcome, Janine. Um, let's start with the feature on skills development. Hi, Janine, and welcome to all of our listeners. This feature focuses on the lack of experience that prevents graduates from finding jobs in the agri-sector after leaving university or other tertiary institutions. Um, It talks about the different skill shortages that there are in the agriculture sector and how people, how students, graduates, or anyone wishing to enter the sector can get some experience in the field. And what are some of those skills identified in the article that are at the moment in short supply? There are very many, in fact, but some of um, the skills that are required are people who specialize in particular sectors, so like feed specialists or people with in-depth knowledge and or experience in commercial fruit and vegetable production, as well as horticulturists, agronomists, entomologists, soil scientists, and people in um, technologies, so those that are in the field of artificial intelligence, for example. How does the article address this problem that the sector is facing of of having on the one hand the skill shortage, while on the other there seems to be a large number of graduates who are struggling to find jobs. Uh, so as I said, one of the, or perhaps the major reason why we have so many graduates um, who are unemployed in the sector is because uh, these people leave tertiary institutions and have no experience and most businesses want to hire people with experience. The expert that Farmers Weekly spoke to um, gave a few tips on how people can or how graduates can get more experience in the field. Uh, Firstly, if you can't get a tertiary education and even if you have one, she recommends that you take short courses to improve your skills and knowledge. Uh, She also recommends that you work abroad or that you do internships on farms or in other agribusinesses. Moving on from the skills development part of the focus to technology, we have a number of articles focusing on the latest data technology and also other types of new mechanization on farms. What are some of the most important information that we've learned from these features? One of the articles speaks about how to discern between hype and usefulness of technologies. So I think this is particularly important because technology is expensive and if it can't improve a farmer's production or profitability, then he or she really needs to ask whether the expense is worth it. Another article speaks about the new trends in irrigation, particularly continuous flow irrigation 
which has shown promising results. And the last article talks about the various mobile apps that farmers can download to help them run their operations more efficiently. Thanks, Janine. Before you go, we need to take a look at the Farmer's Diary for the coming week. When we originally started working on this podcast, we decided to share information about some of the biggest events happening in agriculture. However, due to COVID-19, the agricultural sector, um, as is the case with all the other economic sectors, are in limbo currently in terms of any large events. So instead this week and for the next few weeks probably, we will give you an update on which events have been cancelled as well as information about the rescheduling of events as this information becomes available. Janine, for now, which events have been cancelled and which events have been rescheduled? The farmer's diary was very full up until a week ago, unfortunately, with all the cancellations and postponements that's been taking place. Um, the Royal Show, which was due to be held on the 22nd to 31st of May in Petersburg, has been postponed until the 24th of July to the 2nd of August. Uh, the Bloom Show, which was supposed to be held on the 23rd of April, has been cancelled. So as far as we're aware, there's no postponement of that event. Um, and then the Water Show Africa, which was supposed to be held on in Santon from the 31st of March to the 1st of April, has been postponed until the 20 to 21st of August. The Nampo Harvest Day, which was supposed to be held on the 12th to 15th of May, has been moved to the 11th to 14th of August, according to Grain SA. And that means, of course, that the Farmers Weekly Nampo Tour has also been postponed to the 11th to 14th of August. For any details on more postponements or cancellations, listeners can consult the Farmer's Diary. Thanks, Janine. We'll hear from you again next week. To our listeners, thank you for joining us for this first weekly wrap podcast. We look forward to speaking with you again next week. In the meantime, remember when you go out to the supermarket in the next few days to stock up on self-isolation necessities to add the 27 March issue of Farmers Weekly to your basket. It will be on the shelf from Monday, 23 March. Next week, we'll discuss the 3 April issue in which we take a look at some of the latest technology being used to increase um, yield in macadamia nuts, as well as a good news story about a transformation project in KZN, which after many years are finally starting to see some results from their hard work. Um, Do follow us on our social media channels at Farmers Weekly SA. And in the meantime, stay safe. Adhere to the restrictions being announced by authorities as we navigate our way through this pandemic. But above all else, happy farming.